0: Welcome to the Pat's Blitz podcast presented by SB Nation. We are the voice of Patriot Nation. I am your host, Steven Thompson. I am with my co host, Chris Blackie. How's it going tonight?
1: Oh, not too bad. Hanging in there after what was a disastrous week in uh, the NFL for the Pads.
0: Great, right? my goodness. But yeah, it's our, the first episode, so you figure we'd tell you a little bit of. About each of us, you Now we've been big fans of SB Nation and Pat's Pulpit. You know, Rich Hill, um, Marima, uh, Burn, all of them. You know, and we do a podcast for on all Boston sports called Boston Sports Blitz. And Burn and company came to us, asked us to do a Patriots specific podcast, and we were jumping through the hoops and walls if you will to do it so definitely excited to be here so Chris and I have known each other for like 30 years so we love talking Patriots well, you know just like a lot of you fans and everyone else listening out there so thanks in advance for checking it out And uh, we're gonna have a guest tonight Steve Balistrieri he's a columnist for Pat's Fans Dot com, and he hosts his own podcast, One Patriots Place with Thomas Murphy. So here we go. We're going to talk to him now. Hey, we're now joined by Steve. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on with us.
2: Hey, guys, thanks for having me, and I appreciate the offer. It's always fun to talk football, especially with you guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was an interesting day, I'd say, yesterday, <laughs> wasn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like you were saying, everyone's lined up at the Tobin.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. As we were talking offline before the the podcast, uh, you know, it, it never fails. I mean, since they they've won that first Super Bowl, every time they lose, everyone's ready to, you know, throw in the towel and everyone's washed up and they're done. And my God, they're seven and three. I know a lot of teams would love to be in their position.
0: Yeah, including Definitely.
2: the Titans, who were at five and four. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, um, yeah, we we've gotten so used to them being so good for so long that whenever they're not for one game, it's like the end of the world around here.
0: Yeah, especially like November, oh, oh, oh. November forward, it uh, they lose. I mean, it was it was a pretty bad loss. It, I don't really think they personally did anything well
2: yesterday. No, it was it was a very ugly loss. I mean, you know, you could tell right away they came out, they were flat. They weren't ready for, for the game yesterday. I mean, uh, Tennessee averages 16.8 points a game going into yesterday's game, and they had 17 points in the first 10 minutes. And that, mm-hmm. that told you all you needed to know about, you know, which Pat's team was showing up yesterday. It definitely wasn't the one that played against Green Bay.
0: No. Right. Now you know, uh, Gilmore, that's probably his worst game in a while. That's that guy <laughs> ate him up.
2: Yeah. Poor Gilmore had one of those days where it was just like it was awful. I mean, uh, he's been so good this year. I mean, I I was down there during mini camp. I watched him in mini camp, and training camp, and then all through the you know, preseason and regular season, he's been mm-hmm. outstanding and then yeah, boy, he just had. I mean, it was everyone, uh, but he had an awful day. Uh, Corey Davis just ate him up. He had about 125 yards, and, and um, yeah, Gordon and he. And on top of it, Gordon had a pass interference penalty.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing positive Roy take from that game at all. Really, I don't think. <clears throat> I mean, not
2: too, not too much. <laughs> I mean, I thought Julian Edelman had a really solid football game yesterday. I mean, you know, he was making those tough catches, and he was taking a beating. I th- I thought right. he played real well. I thought that uh, – um, not Devin, but um, his brother, the other McCourty brother. I'm drawing a blank tonight, but uh, oh, I thought McCourty sure. played pretty well in the secondary. But beyond that, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot of positives to take from yesterday's game. I thought they were pretty much uh, dominated across both lines of scrimmage and in every phase of the game.
1: Yeah, that's just it. When you lose the line of scrimmage in football, you pretty much lost the game in a nutshell. As far as uh, Jason McCordy goes, he's had a pretty... Not want to say great, but he's been really solid this year so far. I mean, we came in thinking he was going to be. At one point, we thought he was going be, he was on the bubble, and now look at right. him. He's been one of your better <laughs> defensive backs on the team. It's just weird how yeah, it works
2: out. That, that's that's a great point. I mean, you know, early in training camp, I mean, he he was barely you know going on the field, and we all thought the same thing. We were all wondering hey, is he on the bubble? Are they going to, you know, cut him loose? And then in like the last preseason games, they were playing him at safety and and mm-hmm. everyone was ready to write him off. And thankfully they didn't cut him loose because he's playing some really solid football right now. I mean, he's not the most athletic or speediest guy, but he has he has very good uh, skills and, you know, he plays within himself. I, I think he's a really solid player and it's been a great pickup, I think, for them.
1: One thing I wanted to ask you about the new um, player they picked up last week, uh, Obi. You're very familiar with him. I can't even pronounce his last name. Melon Farnwell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what can Patriot fans expect from him, in your estimation?
2: You know, it's I. You know, I covered Obi back in when he was in high school. Um, right. He's tremendously athletic as we saw during the NFL combine. He's just gotten bigger and stronger, but you know, he's always been a very athletic guy. <clears throat> With his size, he's 6'4, 225. He's got, you know, tremendous speed. I think he'd be a, a you know a great guy for them to work in, maybe covering tight ends, where they have trouble covering tight ends this year. You know, um and I think they're gonna test him at a bunch of different positions like in the box safety maybe a deep safety you know i think that they'll uh, even use him as a corner but he's not a cornerback you know if somebody has one of those really big wide receivers one of those 6 foot 5 guys you know maybe they'll line him up with this guy and and try to use him to change. I think they'll they'll find out what he does best. I think that he's in a great position now to succeed where he wasn't before. I I really think for the rest of this year, I think they're going to try to use him kind of like, you know, that the Patriots have always loved that big nickel uh, safety that plays like a linebacker role in coverage. You know, they going back to I think it was two thousand eight. They had a, a Tank Williams, and they they tried a bunch of different guys, kind of. I see for him this year, but they've signed him for two years, so they're definitely looking in the future. And with McCordy and Chung both on the wrong side of 30, you know, uh, maybe they're looking at a possible replacement down the road for one of those.
1: Well, my other question I was going to mention to you, um, do you think they might use him as like a hybrid linebacker?
2: Yeah, I, th- I do, because, you know, they always like that big – that big nickel role where they use mm-hmm. a safety as kind of a linebacker and, and that dime Look, and that's what they call it, The big nickel, but, you know, um, obviously we saw that Jordan Richards didn't do well in that last year. Uh, no. So, you know, uh, yeah, with, with OB size and speed, excuse me, uh, <coughs> uh the flu is kicking my butt tonight. Um, you know, I think he'd be a, a really good, uh, you know, a, a guy to try in that role because of his, you know, he has the the range. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. But I, you know, I've always been a fan of this guy's since, you know, I've known him since high school. Actually, his younger brother's at Syracuse right now, and he he might even be a better football player.
1: Wow. Um, see, my problem with like college football. Prospects. I don't watch college football, so I don't really know what's going on until they actually get here. <laughs> Unless they're like way well known, and to me, nine out of ten times the people who you think I can't miss prospects are actually miss prospects.
2: Yeah,
1: it's always oh, it's yeah. always someone you don't think of that turns into a star.
2: Yeah, because but some guys, you know, when they hit college, they've already peaked. You know, right. some guys might be. A, a middle of the road prospect and get you know get to a, a good college and then he hasn't even come close to you know filling out his potential. So it's always a crapshoot. But I mean, his, his Obi's younger brother and his his name is even harder to pronounce. Ifatu um oh, <laughs> <indeed>. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's an incredible athlete. He played both ways, but he's a he's a corner now up in Syracuse. He's a freshman. And um, he's already uh, playing some on the field this year because of injuries or whatnot. So yeah, he, he'll be a guy to watch in the future.
0: So Why do you think Obi didn't work out in Oakland?
2: Uh, Well, I heard from some people that were close to him that they never really had a plan for him. You know, he, he got hurt in training camp. And you know, when, uh, And then when Obi got well, it was around the time in uh, Mexico City when they were playing the Patriots. Mm. Well, he had just come off of IR. He started practicing. He was practicing with the safeties. And then just prior to the Patriots game, with no warning and no practice time, they said, we're going to start your corner opposite Brandon Cooks. (laughs) (laughs) And that didn't work out too well, as you can imagine. Wow. And, uh, and from yeah, this is I, I you know, I know some people that are, are really close to him, and they, they, uh, Obi wasn't that happy. Camper as, as anyone would be. I mean, he didn't even practice at that, you know. And uh, at the last minute, they told him, "Hey, you're going to start at corner. You know, we, we need you to cover Brandon Cooks." And you know, he's not a corner. I mean, he, he's a really big, athletic, fast guy, but he's not a corner. He's a safety, you know. And that was just, you know, they they just didn't put him in a position where he could succeed. And that's where I think Belichick will get it right with him. We'll find out, you know, what kind of a player he can be. And I think he'll do well here.
1: Well, that's the game plan,
2: anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Let's hope.
1: So, right. So, we're at the uh, Patriots bye week. What's your overall view on where they stand right now?
2: Well, <laughs> this loss yesterday was uh, – that definitely hurt because I think if they went into the buy at eight and two, they're, you know, minimum number two seed. And then they're at that point, there would have only been a game behind Kansas City who, who was playing the Rams next week. So, you know, they could have been in really good shape to have been the number one seed. They're still in good shape. I mean, I think there's – right now I think they're considered the three. Ooh. But there's still a lot of football to play, and they play Pittsburgh. They play – Minnesota so they have a couple of tough games but I think really they really need a healthy Gronkowski back for the stretch run because the offense is it keeps going through these phases where it seems like they get discombobulated and yesterday was a really bad one but now that Michelle's back the running game will get going again and they they just need to get everyone healthy especially in that offensive line because they were terrible yesterday But you know, I I really liked what I saw from the defense the last couple of weeks, until yesterday as well. Mm. But uh, you know that that game they played against Green Bay I thought was their best game of the year by far, and you know I have hopes that they can continue playing that type of football down the stretch. I think they're in good shape, and you know we'll have to see. You know Brady needs to start making better decisions with the football. I you know I think he's he's freezing out. Hogan and to a lesser extent maybe Dorset. And he just needs to get everybody involved. Because there was a couple of plays yesterday where they uh they forced the ball to you know, either Josh Gordon or Edelman. And there was a couple of plays Hogan was running down the field all by himself.
1: Right. Do you think it's just he's I don't want to say the cliffs there, but to me he hasn't looked really himself or a few weeks now, realistically, Brady. Do you think well, he's just he played, not I thought, on the same? No, go yeah.
2: ahead. I, I, you know, I thought he played really well against uh, Green Bay. I, you know, no doubt. everyone made a big deal because he only had the one touchdown, but I, to me, that wasn't that bad of a game. Now, Buffalo, you know, I, I didn't think he had a great game up there. I thought he was okay, and I just thought he was terrible yesterday, but. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought everyone was terrible yesterday, really. The he the whole roster was awful. But, yeah, he needs to make better decisions with the ball. I just think he they're trying to force things too much with Gordon. I mean, they threw it to him 12 times yesterday, you know. Right. And, I, I, you know, I, I understand where, what they see with Gordon, and there's so much potential there. But, you know, what makes the Patriots the Patriots is – using everybody on the field and, you know, him throwing the ball to what, seven, eight receivers some games, you know. I think that's what they really need to get back to. And then with this running game, I think that will get better. Burkhead should be back soon after the, the, the bye. And I think they're in good shape. I really do. I think they're going to be hosting a, uh, a playoff game here. I still think they're going to end up with a bye. They might not be the number one seed, but I think they'll definitely be in the top two.
1: Yeah, I agree. you think with uh, Hogan and Brady, it's just a situation where Brady has lost, you know, a repertoire with him?
2: Yeah, I I, I think he can make that argument because, you know, uh, over the last couple of weeks, it's like he is not getting targeted at all. And I keep hearing people say, well, he's not getting open. He's not getting separation. You watched that game yesterday. On that fourth and sixth pass to Julian Edelman. Now, uh, I thought Logan Ryan had blanket coverage on him. Uh, yeah. Hogan put a double move on Malcolm Butler, and he left him in the dust. He had a, he had a, like two-yard separation. and That, to me, would have been an easy touchdown. All he had to do was lay it out there, and he forced right. it into Edelman. You know, it's just one of those things. I, I'm not sure what's going on with those guys, but it seems like Hogan is no longer – one of those uh, guys in the circle of trust with him.
1: Yeah, definitely agree, Thompson.
0: So, Josh Gordon, how do you think he's going so far?
2: Better than you expected? Yeah, I mean, I think Gordon has such a high ceiling. I mean, we 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 see glimpses of that. I don't think he's all the way there yet. I think you know him and Brady are still trying to work out the kinks in the system there, but you know it's like uh, you know I thought yesterday they they try too hard to force him the football. I mean he, he cut he had four passes for 81 yards, which you know on the stat sheet looks really good, but when you they throw it 12 times to him, you know that's 33 percent. That's not good. I mean I didn't think that was a very good day at all between him and Brady and. You know, they just need to work it out. But I think Gordon has, I think he's actually played better than I expected him to at this stage. I think he's going to be just fine. You know, I, you know, with each week that he's here, he'll get better. And I think him and Brady, the chemistry will grow. You know, they're still not clicking on some of this stuff. And, you know, hey, that will come with time because, I mean, he came here in midstream. So it's tough. Right.
1: Well, final question for me. Uh yeah. thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. What do you let me rephrase that? How do you feel Flores has done as a uh, first time leading the defense with the bat? the bats?
2: I, I think he's done a great job. Um you know, I think they're uh, you know, uh Dante Hightower said something about it early in the year. He he had mentioned it. You know, they kind of simplified things and it was letting guys be a little bit more aggressive. And I think we've seen that. I mean, we saw it definitely saw it last week against Green Bay. Guys were playing yeah. a little looser. They were playing really fast. I thought they had a great game against Green Bay. Um now, you know, I think yesterday was more of the outlier than than you know what we're gonna see from this defense down the stretch. But I think uh Flores has done a really good job. I think the players relate to him. I think he's a really smart guy. I mean, he's not many position coaches get um, you know, an interview for a head coaching job in the NFL. And yeah, I think he'll get even more this year. I, I think teams are gonna seek him out because I think he's a pretty impressive guy. Yeah,
1: I love I always love talking defense. I do a show. Talking defense alone. I'm reminded talking offense. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure everyone who reads me knows that by now, anyways. But yeah, you got anything else, Thompson?
0: Yeah. So, what do you think of Dion's comment after the game yesterday about you know Patriots not paying
2: players? Yeah, I. You know, I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like that at all because all week long. You know, he he, uh, he was touting the, you know, the old party line, oh, it's just another game and all that. Well, he has every right to feel like, you know, how he, he spouted off after the game. But be like that during the week. Don't wait until you win and then come out and take shots at your former team and your teammates. I especially didn't like what he said when, oh, if we get physical with them, they'll fold. I mean, that's a crock, and he knows that. That to me was to me was kind of punky. I thought that was kind of punky right there. I mean, yeah, you can talk about uh, it was personal for you, you know, because they didn't offer you the money you thought you deserved. But you know, when it all comes down to it, when Lewis got hurt and released by Cleveland, the Patriots were the only team that came calling, and they paid him. Yeah. and he got hurt, and they continued to pay him, and then he had a really good year last year, and he played himself into the contract he's in now and you know for the him to take some shots at him uh, you know like he did after the game i thought that was kind of punky i really did you know especially when he started talking bad about his teammates ex-teammates
1: yeah i don't like it either it's like you know for a fact if the shoe was on the the foot you never would have heard him talk that way
2: no no because he wouldn't have said that if if the score was reversed.
1: No
0: question about it.
1: You all set, Steve?
2: Yeah, I got
0: one more. Like, is there any, like, one player that's not on the team this year that was on it last year? Is there anyone that you wish was still here?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll tell you, it's going to seem strange, <laughs> but you look how the special teams has played this year. I wish they still had Brandon Bolden. And uh, oh,
1: Murph, Murph, somewhere you know, sweating here and this. <laughs>
2: they're they're twenty ninth in the league in kick return coverage, and they're thirty first in punt return coverage. And I think they miss Brandon Bolden on special yeah. teams Uh more than they would admit, more than they thought they mm-hmm. would. I mean, I know. Uh, you know, obviously Brandon Cooks and you know some of the other guys that left. Danny Amendola, we all love. Damian Amandola. I mean but uh, just looking at the special teams this mm. year, which have been uncharacteristically bad, you know, he was a guy they could have easily I thought they could have easily kept, you know, and um you know he he's gone and uh, you know I the special teams has really struggled this year. Definitely. Yeah,
0: I was gonna I was gonna say Amandola. Just for all the struggles on offense, like he was to me. He was always the guy that he was like the go-to guy for Brady.
2: So clutch. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Especially when Edelman out went out, he was there. I mean, look look at him in the Jacksonville game last year, but in Bolden as well. That's a good one. I forgot about him,
2: but well, I know most people would, would yeah would say you know Cooks or you know, Amendola oh. would and i agree with that i mean those guys had great years last year yeah. i was just thinking a little outside the box and because i i've been so upset with the way the special teams mm-hmm. has been playing because every year they're usually one of the best units in football and this year they're they're really struggling in their coverage
0: yeah well, yesterday the yeah. 58 yarder
2: yeah first play, play of the game yeah. great way to start
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> indication how the rest of the game was going to go yeah <laughs> right
0: that's all i got yeah thanks again steve for coming on definitely appreciate it
2: oh thanks for having me guys it was a lot of fun and yeah anytime uh i'll be happy to come on with you guys
1: absolutely well, steve before we let you go let everyone
2: know where they can find you
1: on social media
2: yeah you can find me on uh twitter at Steve B Seven SFG, that's my old military unit, so that's why I use that acronym. But uh you know, and uh, I'm on Uh I write over there, and you know, I've been there for about seven, eight years, and they let me write whatever I want, which is probably not a good thing. But,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can always find me there as well. And then Mur- Murph and I, who I know you guys know Murph for real well, we do our own yeah. podcast on Tuesdays called One Patriot Place, and uh, we're getting ready to we, – we've been talking offline about the game, so we, we should have plenty to talk about tomorrow.
1: <laughs> oh, no, sure. Always yeah. always fun listening to you guys' show. I'm a fan.
2: Well, well, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. No problem. Have a good one.
1: Hope you feel, hope you feel better.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. Um, hopefully I'll get my voice back. <clears throat> Right on. All right. Take care. A,
0: You too. All right. Okay. Wow. Always good talking to Steve. Very knowledgeable. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Steve's a good dude. Military guy. Does great.
1: You know, has a great podcast. His articles are always on point. What more can you ask for?
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, a hard the-
1: time talking is always you know right, never fun when you're on a talking show, right, <laughs> jeez,
0: but. especially when you're the guest,
1: right, like struggling, but you're going for it, so right. better appreciate that,
0: so yeah, we're at the bye week, hopefully some guys get back healthy, they obviously need gronk this year more than ever, you can tell by the offense the struggling. Brady misses him. Everyone else misses him. Hopefully he comes back after the bye week to face the Jets.
1: What they really need is Gronkowski to come back and be Gronkowski. That's what you need. Yeah. I mean, he's had such a brutal season so far with injuries. You just wonder how much more he wants to deal with it, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, I don't know if this is his last year or not. Only he knows.
0: Right, yeah.
1: But, I mean, when you have so many injuries along the way, at some point your body tells you, you know, enough's enough. And this is it. It's time to call a career. And it's a Dang. shame because he's been such a force at that position. Had he not got the injuries he had, Boy, his stats should be even more staggering.
0: Yeah, it's pretty scary, what could be.
1: Very scary, if you think about it. <laughs> the one thing you no know one can ever say about Gronk is he was never afraid to
0: make contact. No, he's tough as nails. Oh, yeah, it's, it's
1: crazy. When, yeah, when so... He, uh, he, him in the have you ever seen a target in the red zone, especially a tight end, as devastating as he is?
0: I mean, Mark Bavaro comes to mind.
1: Well, you're going old school now. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah, it It's definitely allowed, but I wouldn't expect you yeah. to not drop that hammer on me, I'm <laughs> by surprise a little bit. Whoa, Very similar, like
0: his. Career, I think, ended when he was thirty. About the same size. Gronk's probably, maybe a little bigger, but right. Bavaro, yes, yeah. Bavaro was massive,
1: wasn't he? Yeah. Well, you threw me for a loop on that one. I wasn't expecting (laughs) that name drop. I was thinking you're going to drop like an Antonio Gates.
0: Yeah, he's better than Bavaro is way better than Gates.
1: Jason's good, though. I mean, you're, you're going to yeah. give credit what credit's due. He's, he's got a ton of touchdowns himself.
0: No, no doubt. It hurts me to say it, too, seeing that he's played for the Giants. So far, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Crazy. But as a
1: whole, I mean, we're pretty much at what you expect with him. I mean, I don't think anyone expects him to run the table to see the
0: I think it's the teams that they've lost to that has been a little off. I mean, they usually kill the bad teams. Kind of their bread and butter over the years is, you know, they'll beat Detroit by 30 or whatever and lose a close one to Kansas City or somebody like that. But this year it's different. I mean, the Jags, that was their Super Bowl in week two, so I wasn't surprised that they lost. The Detroit game, it's, that's the surprising loss to me. I mean, they just looked horrendous.
1: More so than the Tennessee game, you think?
0: I don't know. That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, think Tennessee well. I, was, I think, they yeah. look, I think they look way worse against Tennessee than the Detroit yeah. game. Yeah. They weren't exactly lighting the field up against Detroit either.
0: No, it's tough because they were both pretty bad. I mean, yesterday Tennessee, you know, you had Deion Lewis, you had Malcolm Butler, who really didn't even—you really didn't hear his name a lot yesterday. But Logan Ryan, you know, they had guys that had something to prove because the Pats let him go. Very familiar with the system, yes,
1: and especially, and Brave yeah, was especially. The
0: coach. Vrabel, yeah. Vrabel's a smart coach, smart player. Oh. Yeah, you know, So that was intimate was, knowledge of what the Pats like to do. Yeah. They knew a lot of what the Pats like to do, what they weren't good at offensively and defensively. But I didn't expect them to lose that bad. I mean, you well, pulled Brady with cool. seven minutes left. Right.
1: Well, the thing is, even with the Detroit game, Patricia knows about that team. So is it yeah. really that shocking that people who actually know their system did what they did to them. Maybe you don't expect them to look as bad as the Patriots yeah. did, but you've to think they are at least keep it close.
0: Right. I thought both I, of those would be competitive, but I thought the Pats would win both of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and – and then they go out and they beat Kansas City and Green Bay. <laughs> so it's been a weird first half. Sure, it really? So yeah, let me a- ask a- you
1: this question. Yep. As we've stated a few times here, we're we're at the bye. Basically, we're at the midway point for them. Or I've gone on the midway point, but we're at the bye. Defensively and offense, give me two MVPs here at the bye week.
0: Ooh, defensively, it's got to be Gilmore, right, okay,
1: any particular reason, just because of his
0: position what he's doing, or I mean, besides yesterday, he's been lights out. I think before yesterday he'd given up like two hundred receiving yards total for the year, which in mm-hmm. today's n f l is ridiculous, right now, Van has been pretty good too, on defense.
1: Pretty good, yeah. What are you doing to me? This is our first episode. <laughs> are you trying to get, get me an inch.
0: <laughs> he's been re- well. I mean, he's been really good. Okay, that's better. Offensively, oh. no brainer in my mind on offense.
1: No question.
0: Really? Wow.
1: No hmm. brainer. This is to me is is a layup.
0: I don't know. I, me, I'd go with the rookie Sony Michelle.
1: Not a bad pick. I'm going James White. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, that's Hands true. down. That's too easy. <laughs> you, you exactly. There was a layup. <laughs> yeah. You take James? You think the offense is struggling now? I mean, it's weird because are they really struggling? Yeah, they've had a couple of clunkers on offense, but ultimately they were dropping over 30.
0: Yeah, what there was four or five games in a row, they hit and 36. I mean, it's a rough,
1: pad, So I guess you could say they're struggling, I guess. Uh, <laughs> would that be more
0: realistic? Yeah, they've had their moments where okay, they couldn't pick up a third and two, that type oh, of man, thing. I worded which... it
1: wrong, but. Yeah. Me, if you take James White out of the offense, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, they got to kind of uh, protect him a little bit. You don't want him wearing down.
1: No. And it's interesting when, you know, Burkhead on his way back, we all assume he's going to be back anyways. Yeah. You know, I can't help but wonder what that offense would look like, especially with a running back had Jeremy Hill not got hurt.
0: Yeah, that one
1: hurts. He was because doing pretty was good. Up, he, exactly. He looked good. I mean, it was early, yeah. obviously. And then they get taken up by your not player for the season. It's like, all oh, right, <laughs> What what bad luck that is.
0: I'm curious to see how Duke Dawson does when he comes back. Right. They have to I what? Think...
1: Wednesday, I think? Something yeah. like that. They have to Wednesday
0: to activate right. him more. He's done for the ER. Pretty sure he had four interceptions his senior year in the SEC.
1: Well, you were high on
0: him coming out of college, weren't you? Yeah, he was a good slot corner, which they desperately desperately need. Right. Yeah, I know Bill hmm. got a lot of crap for taking him, but there was a need, so he took it.
1: How many people are really satisfied with Belichick's draft picks? <laughs> No. I mean, and I can't, and the problem with me is I can't criticize because I don't watch college football. I have tried and tried and tried and tried to get into college football. I can't do it. It just, for one reason or another, just does not interest me. Right. And I love football. I've been watching football since 1983. I've been watching football for a long time. Wow. And college football just has never been a thing of mine. I just don't, I don't know, I can't get into it. See, in my estimation, combine numbers mean nothing to me. I'm more curious what I'm seeing on tape because your eyes don't lie. You can do the clock, you can do the vertical jump, you can do all the stuff that they do. And to me, it's just numbers. Show me what you do on the field. That's what I'm more curious about. So I mean as far as the defensive MVP goes for me, well you know what I want to say. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm a huge fan, but mm-hmm. I, I know agree where you're with going. you. I, I think it's Gilmore. Uh, it's got to be, right? It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, it's either him or Flowers, probably. Oh, Flowers. I forgot about Flowers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: have to get
1: that. Flowers is just... <laughs> he's an animal. they they got to find a way to sign him.
0: Oh, God, I yeah. can't let him go. Yeah, if he goes, Jesus. That would be bad the,
1: news. Oh, you ain't not kidding. And you know he's going to get paid, so they got to try to lock him up.
0: Yeah, I mean they could franchise them, but
1: true. There's a lot of players on defense that is making the plays, the grunt people, like Lawrence Guy. He's yeah. been awesome this year, and his name very rarely gets brought up.
0: No, never.
1: So it's a little bit like the Patriots have always had those players that have always been under the radar, that, the grunts, I call them. Right do the work, they don't really get recognized, but they're making plays. Like Van Noy, I mean, you know my feelings about him. You know, some say I'm the president's fan club. I think that's a bit extreme, but (laughs) I mean, the guy makes plays on the field. He's, He's all over the place. He wasn't exactly a household name when he came here. No, I call him I call him mashed potatoes because he's just <laughs> you know he's he's nothing extravagant but he's there he he does his job and that's just how it goes and then the people around uh, Boston you know who I'm talking about who bash him mm. I mean come on do you see what he does in the community alone?
0: Oh, it's great
1: you're calling them out making them sound like a bad guy. It's just ugly. That's an ugly thing, but anyway, yeah. that's for another yeah. another time
0: All
1: right. going forward, how do you see them the rest of the season playing out going into the playoffs?
0: It's Probably gonna surprise you i'm gonna they're gonna lose one more.
1: Mhm,
0: and it's gonna be to Miami.
1: Hmm.
0: Just because of, you know, the history played in Florida? Oh, it's down there. They stank in Miami. Brandon Bolden's going to be jacked up to play him.
1: You think they're a buy team? You think they're going to be in the wild card?
0: I think they'll get the two seed. I'm still not sold on Pittsburgh. No. Kansas City will get the one seed. They're all wagon right now.
1: The idea I mean, of playing you know. Arrowhead is just
0: just yeah, that's me gonna be tough. There. Yeah, I mean, but it's still Andy Reid. It's still Kansas City in the playoffs, so they could lose the division round. Yeah, I mean, if that's been, if they have to go there for the championship game. That's gonna be a tough one. Oh yeah.
1: That is a loud, loud stadium. And you know for a fact, those fans are going to be jacked right out. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be pleasant. Not going to be a pleasant atmosphere to be in.
0: Yeah. But, you know, they should, they play Minnesota, but it's at home. So they should win that one. I know a lot of people are talking about that game. It's here. They should win, period. They're great at home. They, this year, they're not so great on the road. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm seven yeah. to a fault. I picked 13-3 yep. and three at the beginning of the year. And I'm not budging.
0: Ah, so you I am sticking they're... with
1: my guns. I think they went out. There you go. In my own mind, anyways, I, I feel I need to be right. <laughs> I probably won't be, but... <laughs> I mean, if That's, you listen to some of the people now, they have them at, you know, just crazy numbers like eleven and five. Yeah, I've seen ten and six. It's like, oh mm-hmm. my God, what are we doing here?
0: Yeah, it's the sky is mm-hmm. falling.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? like Steve said earlier in the in podcast. You know, they lose and lose ugly. It's like the world's coming to an end. Right. They've set the bar so high that you just expect them to just go through everybody like they're nothing.
0: Right. I mean, we're spoiled.
1: Big time spoiled. People like you, me, Steve, you know, I've seen this in the show multiple times. We all remember when they were terrible. They were the Browns. Yeah.
0: Uh, There's
1: a lot of of people
0: in this fan base who have never seen that. And it's not fun. You remember the old Saints wearing the paper bags?
1: (laughs) Well, that was great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're a nasty
1: team right now, too. I don't want any
0: part of them. That'd be a good game.
1: I mean,. If you're going to put my foot to the fire and if you're going to ask me if I think they're a Super Bowl favorite, I don't think they are, Patriots.
0: No, the Saints are, especially with the Rams losing cup for the year yesterday.
1: I think they'd go in as
0: as the underdog, which would be
1: okay with me. It's been a long time since they've gone in being the underdog. I mean, I
0: and the Rams, like their defense hasn't been as good as I thought it would be.
1: No, I mean Football's such a weird sport. I mean last week was just bizarre world. Yeah. So it I is thought, what it is.
0: I thought when they traded for Peters, that was a huge move for them, but he hasn't been really good at all.
1: He got roasted bad by uh oh, yeah. <laughs> the Saints receiver. Yep it's just it was a bad scene
0: yeah oh yeah yeah so you want to wrap up the first episode of the pats blitz
1: yeah sounds good to me
0: awesome yeah thanks everyone in advance for checking out the first episode we appreciate it have a good one yeah my name is spencer hall my name is jason kirk my name is ryan nanny And when we combine, we form the The Shutdown Shutdown Fullcast. Fullcast.
2: I keep telling you, we're not Voltron.
0: The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations. It's not Voltron.